Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Winchester, UK, with my good friend Josh Simons of twopassports.co.uk. Josh lived in Winchester for three years while attending university and loves how the city retains its charm from centuries ago. In this episode, Josh and I talk about exploring the Winchester Cathedral, finding King Arthur's Roundtable, and eating at Chessel Rectory, which opened in 1425. You hear about these three amazing experiences plus a bunch more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Winchester. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free, and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and to select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Lee, you okay? I had the pleasure of meeting you uh, last summer when I went to England for literally 24 hours. And it was so great to be able to meet you in person and walk around London and explore everything. But today we're going to talk about a city that probably a lot of travelers don't really know much about. It's called Winchester. Can you tell us a little bit about like your connection to the city? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, most people hear Winchester and you think Winchester, I think it's in Virginia, isn't it? So this is actually in Hampshire. So if you take Britain and you sort of slice it in half vertically and then go right to the very bottom, Winchester is, is essentially down there. I went to a university there in 2013 for three years or so. Sort of absolutely loved it. It's a fantastic city. It's a wonderful city. Many people who go and visit there or live there for university, I guess, end up actually staying in and around that area too. It's a very sort of welcoming and content city. That's It's lovely to visit. That's so awesome. Yeah, we've done a couple other episodes nearby, uh, Surrey and Brighton. And so it, it's awesome to be able to v- kind of explore virtually all these extra cities that are that maybe you know, travelers don't really get a chance to kind of explore. And, and maybe hopefully through listening to this, they're going to come out to London, hang out and enjoy everything that London has to do. And then maybe I'll take it like a day trip or two to come see cities like Winchester and, and really kind of explore beyond like the touristy stuff. Yes. Yeah, so it's you mentioned Brighton there. I, I did listen to the Brighton episode, and it's that's also a fantastic city as well. And it's further west of Brighton. And you mentioned Surrey. Surrey's a county, and Winchester is in a county called Hampshire, which is, I think, colloquially known as the sunniest county in Britain. And it's in southwest of Surrey. When you were there in Winchester, you were there just for a few years when you went to university? Yes. So I was there. I lived there for three years, but have been visiting there regularly ever since. I now live in London. Oh, nice. During your time there, if you had to describe the city or the people in just a couple of words, how would you do that? I think Winchester is a a village-like feel. It's technically a city because it's got a cathedral. So in Britain, there are many, many, in inverted commas, cities that are default because they have cathedrals. And Actually, Winchester, I read, has got about 50,000 people who live there. And in London, there's 8 million. So that just shows, I know London is a different beast altogether as a city, but that just shows Winchester is more like a a, a town 
So, yeah, so it's very village-like. It's very welcoming, very friendly. Welcome visitors with open arms. It's a very, very historic city as well. It was the old capital of England, which I'm sure we'll get to. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely, lovely city to visit. Oh, that's fantastic. So earlier you kind of mentioned that that county that Winchester is in is probably one of the sunniest counties in all of England. What's the weather like throughout the year, and when should people plan their visit to the city? The low season is between so November to February. So if you were low season, you know it's going to be quite rainy. It's going to be quite cold. It's going to be sort of shorter days. For me, a good time to go would be April, May is quite amazing, nice time. May and June are lovely, and September too. You know, July and August are wonderful, but then it's really teeming with tourists. You know, saying it gets hot as though it's thirty, forty degrees like some places in Europe, but you know. I think May and June and September, is it's still lovely and sunny. You can get upwards of 20 degrees or so. And there's just a, still a great content vibe around the area. You know, around that time as well, there are lots of students because it's a student city as well. So there are loads of students in the area. And it's, again, just very fun with that as well. So I would say, yeah, April, May, June would be fun times to go. Okay. So are there certain like festivals or events that happen throughout the year that maybe want, people want to plan the trip around? Yes, so there's a, a Winchester sort of well known in the area as having a fantastic bonfire night. So that's usually the first week of November, which is of course a, a big thing in Britain, big tradition in Britain, uh, with uh, sort of Guy Fawkes night when he tried to blow up Parliament all those years ago, centuries ago. So there's a big thing for us here where they, you know, they bring sort of we call them guys. And they sort of parade them down the street and whatnot, and set that you know they're on fire, and they parade them down. Of course, we have, then have a huge fireworks display in the city as well. That's lovely. And then in December, you've got what's often described as one of the best Christmas markets in the in the UK. It's absolutely excellent. It's all around the back of the, the cathedral, which is wonderful. And it's late, you know, late at night. You've got fantastic stalls that come up for great street food. Loads of independent stores, little hire out a little sort of shed almost and, you know, sell their produce and products through there. And it's just a wonderful time. So definitely those two are, are great events and they're in the city as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I love most about Europe is all the different Christmas markets. And it's just like you get that, that warm, fuzzy feeling as you go explore them. And we don't really have much like that here in the U.S. Uh, some little towns are, and some cities are starting to bring up their own, you know, a little bit more of a custom thing, but it's nothing like what you can experience over there in Europe. Yes. No, the, the Europe, you know, Europe is, is, is fantastic for markets wherever you go in Germany and France, particularly are, are, are exceptional. Win- Winchester's has got, again, it's that village feel that I, that, that I speak about. And it has that, uh, you know, even with all the people that come and visit outside of Winchester, and then you almost feel as though you're part of the city itself. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. That's so cool. So, okay. So I'm here in Nashville and I say, I want to come visit you and hang out over there in Winchester. How do I get there? Do I fly into London or is there an airport nearby? How does that work? Right. So this is, this is the one that I've been really sort of trying to think about in terms of if someone to come to Winchester, certainly from America, uh, how would they get here? There are a few options. There's one, which is if you're coming over to London for a week and having a London adventure and want to you know, come out of there and have 24 hours or so, or even just a day trip outside of London. And you can just get a train. It's very simple. It's straight from London Waterloo. 
in an hour and you get straight into the Winchester train station and then you're five minutes from the city centre. So I would definitely recommend that. If you're coming from like a UK adventure and you're actually going to spend two or three weeks in and around the UK and you're starting in London, because of course that's where most people around the world would fly into, again, I would still recommend getting the train to Winchester. Don't hire a car in and around London, certainly, and then drive down because Winchester is quite notorious for bad parking as well, uh, or not many parking facilities. So if we're flying into London, I, I know London has several different airports. Is there one that, that would be better or that's closer? Sorry, yes. So I would say if you're flying into Heathrow, I would recommend doing the, your London trip first and then going from London to Winchester. So if, it, but if, you're, if you're wanting to start in Winchester for you know whatever reason, you can fly into Heathrow and then actually you can get a coach, uh, which the company is the National Express straight from London Heathrow and it takes you down to Winchester. I think it takes you it takes around two hours or so. And again, it takes the coach station in Winchester is right in the heart of Winchester. If you're flying into Gatwick, that's a bit trickier as you need to get then a train from Gatwick to London and then out of London. So that can be quite tricky. I would recommend personally if you do want to tag Winchester on as part of your London trip or your UK trip do it after your London trip, if that makes sense. Go into London first and experience London, because then what will happen is when you come to Winchester, you have that rural feel to it. It's a rural city, as I call it. And yeah, so it, it then make you appreciate London more. I know this isn't a <laughs> London episode, but London in terms of that urban feel. But also, I think it will make you appreciate Winchester more when you can really come out and you can breathe and you can walk this beautiful streets and everything and and see it for yourself that makes a lot of sense and then on our way home if we're going to go from winchester back to the u.s probably flying out of heathrow because you got that direct connection on the train right that's probably the best way correct i would get either the coach if you're flying back as you said from heathrow and winchester's your last day get the coach straight to heathrow or yes, fly into Waterloo and then you can sort of go from there with it back to either Gatwick or Heathrow. If you wanted and you're going actually on to Europe afterwards, it's like, you know, a bit of a Europe trip and you're starting in London. You can actually fly out of Southampton and Bournemouth, which are two other cities south of Winchester. Southampton is the larger airport and that can take you into area, I think, southern spain and whatnot and bournemouth is a lot smaller and it takes you to a few areas but there is also that as an option if you wanted to continue your journey into europe afterwards oh good to know okay so if we're going to take the the train or the coach from uh, heathrow how much would it cost to go from heathrow to winchester so from heathrow to winchester you can in advance if you buy your ticket you know with a few weeks before your actual visit you can get it anywhere between eight pounds you know i've seen before to around 15 15 pounds or so uh that's pretty that's pretty affordable you know and and like you said if you don't need to rent a car you've got the savings there so that way you don't have to worry about that no need to rent a car oh my no need to rent a car (laughs) Oh, that's good. I, I love it when I, I don't have to rent a car. Uh, that way I get to explore the city and I don't have to worry about driving and everybody else gets to have all the fun. A lot of Winchester is pedestrianised. So actually the areas that you'd want to visit anyway, you can't buy car. So it's not like you can then go in and around with the car and then explore it. 
a lot of the areas that you would want to that we'll speak about, you can't even get there by car. So there is also that to sort of really just emphasize the point of just get the train or the coach. Okay, perfect. Now, as far as like getting into the Winchester and getting our hotel or Airbnb or, or whatever, is there a certain part of the city that we should focus our, our search for a hotel or is it just a pretty small city anyways and pretty much anything you find is going to be good? Yeah, it's exactly as you said. It's it's a It's a small enough city that really when you look at it online, you'll see the cathedral and where it is, where it's situated. And then you'll also see the train station anywhere in and around that area. You're going to be a five or 10 minute walk the most, or you'll be directly in the city already. West of that is then the university. And then of course, all the student accommodation and whatnot from there. So you won't need to go in and around that area. So the area you are going to look it up is called Stanmore. And that's where all the sort of notorious for being a student area. So really in and around the city is absolutely as safe as anything. And you'll be five minutes from everything, really. Right on. And do you have uh, any favorites as far as a, if, for a hotel? Yes. So there's the Winchester, which is very good. Uh, I, sort of a spa and hotel for, for those of you who uh, need a bit of a massage. And there's also uh, a place called Hotel Duvin, which is a really sort of high quality one as well. That's very good. And there's also another one, which is a chain, I think a perfectly reasonable one called the Mercure as well and that's right next to the cathedral in fact and right on the high street uh, which is the main street essentially of the city that has all of the the shops and a lot of the bars and cafes and and whatnot so any of those three i I would uh, recommend oh fantastic so i was looking at uh, one of the guides that you have for winchester on on your website and it seems like there's so much to do there what are some of your favorite attractions or, or things that like can't miss for people when they're visiting winchester well, the the main one is the cathedral. I think everything stems and revolves from the cathedral. It's got a wonderful green around the area, and it's so it's lovely in the summer. Just buy some some fr- sort of fresh food from the markets that are on the high street, and take a seat on the green with a fantastic view of the cathedral in front of you, and settle down and do that. I mean, the cathedral I think is you know built in the sort of the tenth century. It's nearly a thousand years old, or it will be sort of celebrating its thousandth birthday. I, I think it was started being built in 1079. So that shows you really how old it is of the actual, you know, cathedral itself. That's incredible. The city centre itself, I mentioned the high street. I would, you know, just sort of wander up and down the high street and you'll see the sort of the exposed timber frames and the sort of medieval buildings and sort of cobbled streets and everything, and it's wonderful. It is, that's, you know, almost a uh, lovely with a, a nice coffee. Another big one is the King Arthur's Round Table, the legendary King Arthur's Round Table. The round table is actually housed in the 13th century, building the Great Hall, which is about five, ten minutes from the cathedral. So, of course, you know, that, that sort of the mystical element of actually who was King Arthur, who did he represent and everything, uh, you can actually see that for yourself. That's pretty amazing. I mean, we hear it so much in the, the stories and the movies that we watch and everything else, and being able to actually go there and, and see it for yourself, that's, uh, that's pretty f- wonderful. It really is. It's, it, walking up towards the Great Hall takes you back in time immediately. I mean, it's extraordinary structures in and around you know, the area, and then you go inside it, and then you sort of turn to your right, 
And then just there on the wall, like a plinth, is the round table. And it's absolutely, you just sort of think, oh, wow, that's it. And it's quite cheap to visit as well. I think it's about £4 for an adult. And I think you can get a family deal, so two adults, two children, for about £10. And you can actually learn more about Winchester within the Great Hall and the actual round table and speculating who King Arthur was and who they represent and whatnot. So that's a, a really good, really good one. Oh, that is so cool. Near there as well, just outside of it, is the old gate into the old city of Winchester. And that's also quite fun as well. You can actually go inside that gate. Yeah, what wander around inside there. Again, that's a really medieval gate. Quite imposing because it's at the top of Winchester, which is sort of looking down at the looking down the high street, so you can sort of always see it, and that's quite that's quite fun to do. Yeah, that, that sounds beautiful. Now, I know for people who love to read, Jane Austen is put some of the, the really great books that uh, are kind of the top of a lot of people's list, and she has a connection to the city too, right? She did. She actually used to live in Winchester. In fact, she's buried in Winchester Cathedral. So if you were to go into the cathedral itself, you can then find her grave and sort of, you know, read the, sort of read, read the words on, on that. There's a wonderful walk you can do, which is behind the cathedral, and it sort of takes you up and down the, the River Itchen, which is a beautiful little river that sort of runs through the city. And doing that walk takes you past Jane Austen's house. I think you are able as well to go and visit it and go inside so it, but yeah best to uh, to look online if you want and book that if you wanted to but you also see the influence because you'll also pass wonderful little picturesque bookshops there's one called P&G Wells there's also another called the Kingsgate bookshops as well which and they're so wonderful to sort of wander in and have a read that's so cool I know for people who love to go out there and explore nature a little bit and go on little hikes or little walks there's a, a little steep climb that I saw that that's short, but it's a little steep uh, to get a nice vantage point of the overall city. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two. There's St. Giles's viewpoint, and there's another called St. Catherine's Hill. I prefer St. Giles's viewpoint to demonstrate how small the city is. You can get from the city centre to the viewpoint overlooking the city centre in about 15 20 minutes or so so that shows you you're not getting this you know bus outside to you know into hampshire and everything and looking down it's about 15 20 minute walk it's quite a steep climb going east of the city center over the river and then sort of up there are signs to take you up there as well and it's again a lovely pretty green that you can then sort of have a little picnic on and then yes as you as you sort of mentioned there are panoramic views of the city and it's wonderful, and you can see in the background uh, Winchester College, which is a very sort of renowned college within Britain, the cathedral. I think you can even see the gate and all the little sort of roads and whatnot, so that's lovely. St Catherine's Hill is a bit further. That's about a 45-minute walk, and that's a lot steeper. You can get good views, but it's more views of then the green and the uh, fields of Hampshire, Whereas St Giles's is a little bit shorter, and you get and it hones more in on the city, uh, so that's definitely something something you should do. That makes a lot of sense. Before we run out of time, we definitely want to talk about some of the food. Um, you know, we we hear about all the different uh, you know food that's there in England and the you know, fish and chips and everything like that. But I'm sure there's a wider variety than just the basic staples like that. What are some of your favorite restaurants? Well, so there's a place called the Orangery, which is fantastic. 
definitely recommend that's a great place for sort of breakfasts and brunches serves up the classics as well as those with the twists so there's a great one uh, that um, my partner had there which is like the turkish style full english so i definitely recommend that there's also a great bakery nearby called the general store for the best pastries and coffee you can imagine that's really good it's a really cute little sort of outside space as well with chairs and tables and just a really good vibe for dinner and you know heartier sort of things the number one in the area for me and if you really wanted to make it special the trip special to winchester is a place called the chessel rectory i think it dates back to 1425 it's the oldest commercial property in winchester it's quite pricey but it's really such a special thing very intimate exceptional food and it will be one of if not the highlights of your trip it's certainly to winchester or even actually your, your wider trip it's just a really fantastic place there's also a, a, a pub called the old vine which is a really lovely setting by the cathedral grounds and that serves up really good pub classics too which i'd recommend something a little bit different as well is pie carumba which is an eclectic sort of spot it serves up these incredible pies Hunter's chicken, uh, sort of pulled pork and barbecue and really great stuff. And that's really uh, highly rated as well. So I'd also recommend uh, Pie Carumba. It's great for kids. Sort of really just a casual little spot. They all sound pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I, I, I came and saw you there in London, but we didn't get a chance to go down to Winchester when I was there. But uh, next time, we're definitely going to have to check it out. Absolutely. Let's see if we wanted like a, like a sweet treat or, or something like that. Where would we go for to satisfy our sweet tooth? I would say I mentioned it the general store that's got really really sort of sweet pastries and sweet treats which I, I would really recommend I mean the, the cinnamon buns are an absolute must I mean they're the best I've had just oh, with a coffee perfect well Josh I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips I can't wait to come out there and, and visit Winchester and, and explore it all and, and have a great time but now it's time for the final countdown if somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Winchester, where should they go and what should they eat? For me, I think if you come into Winchester, you want the British classics. I would recommend personally Bishop on the Bridge by the River Itchen. It's perfectly placed, balanced sort of over the river. When you call up the pub, you can actually ask them for a table on the terrace at the back by the river. And it's just the perfect place. So I'd go there and I would have with it fish and chips they do it brilliantly there it's not like a gimmick it's a fantastic spot for it as it's a british classic and if you don't want that there is actually also a fish and chip sandwich if you can have that but and again it's not like what you get out of the oven it's an absolutely excellent meal so i would recommend that and that would really sort of finish off your uh, british experience <laughs> that sounds amazing so I know you spent uh, a few years there in Winchester for, during college. I'm sure you had some great memories. What's one of your most memorable? One of the most memorable, actually, was uh, I was in a pub. I won't mention which one. And actually, uh, one of my friends accidentally set their hair on fire when they uh, leant back as they were laughing at a joke. And then he sat back at the table and was completely blissfully unaware. Uh, yeah, there was a, a sort of a, a small flame on the top of his head, which we all had to suddenly start hitting at and uh, get out. And he, he didn't realize why. So I would say I would say that one. Uh, yeah, that one. Well, that's one thing I don't ever have to worry about. So uh, I'm, I'm safe on that one. So, so if, I, if, I, if, I know, if you start hitting my head, it may be for a different reason when I hang out with you, Josh. Sure, sure. <laughs> 
Now, I know there's lots of pubs in, in uh, Winchester and in England it, itself, but where's the happiest happy hour in Winchester? Oh, well, we do happy hour a bit differently over here. Uh, Winchester isn't really a, a happy hour area. Happy hour in Britain are usually to do with cocktails, like two for one or half price. You don't really get them in pubs or for food. People in Winchester are going to hate me for this, as, as it's a bit of a chain, but I will say Turtle Bay. It's a bit of a fun, very relaxed, very casual vibe and a place on the corner uh, by the city centre by the high street and uh, filled with students so you can get some some good little deals there fantastic now one of the things i always do whenever i travel is check out the local pizza where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in winchester the best spot really i think is the three joes it's right next to uh, the old vine and uh, the orangery excellent pizza joint it serves you know food very simply very unpretentious yeah, fantastic results and, and, and brilliant food. Right on. Uh, I'm, I'm sold. So, like I said, you know, you're a travel blogger uh, and I met you when we were traveling and everything. And so I know you have some amazing tips. What's one of your best? For me, I think always weigh up time, cost and resources whenever you're going to do something or travel somewhere. One of the things that we try and show through our blog is actually you don't need to break the bank to travel and you don't need to do the cheapest things when you travel. If something's £5 on the coach and £20 on the train to the same destination and the coach might take 20 minutes more, just take the coach because what's you know an extra 20 minutes for an extra 15 pounds i mean 15 pounds could be a lunch don't just take the train because it's the faster option and you know likewise if you need to spend a bit more money taking a ticket to that airport rather than an, an airport further away because they do cheaper flights think about the time it would then cost to get there and actually you'd have to get there in different ways and you'd have to spend money on food because you're getting there so i think just we always try and weigh up what we can and sort of you know try and save where we can and that allows us to really sort of put more in into the holiday itself yeah that makes a lot of sense like you said say if i'm flying here from nashville it'd be so much easier to fly into the heathrow versus gatwick even if it's a little bit more expensive it's probably worthwhile because i got that direct shot down there to winchester versus flying into gatwick and having to go and connect a couple different trains and everything else like that right yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a couple of examples. One of them, very quickly, is if you go into Heathrow, you've got the Metro. So you can go straight onto the Piccadilly line, and it takes you straight into the heart of London. And you can, you, at the start of the lines, you can take all your bags on there and everything, and it costs, I think, £2 a trip. Compared to Gatwick, yes, OK, it takes you into Waterloo, but if your hotel isn't near there, then, you know, then got to get from there, and then, then the cost from that is a lot more expensive. And another is... There's also another which I I say to people, we've got an airport called Stansted, which is another of London's airports. And from Liverpool Street Station, you can either get the train, which I think often costs £20 and 50 minutes, and the coach takes an hour and 10 minutes and £3. So when you weigh it up, you think, just get the coach. Josh, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes, so I run a travel blog along with my girlfriend, Sasha, uh, with passionate travelers. We love to sort of explore uh, as, as many places as we can. So 
We've got a, a website, twopassports.co.uk, that has both blog posts with actual, you know, information about 24 hours here or 48 hours here or, you know, the best pubs in Winchester, and it goes into further detail. And we've actually also got travel guides as well. So there is one on there about Winchester, and there are plenty on there about Winchester as well. We're also uh, on Instagram at underscore two passports. You can slide into our DMs and sort of ask us about London, as we both live in London now. Winchester, as, as you know, if you've got any further inf- questions or whatever about it, I'm more than happy to help. And uh, if there's anything further about London or Europe in general, we can do our best and uh, we'd love talking travel. That's fantastic. Well, Josh, I'll include links to your website, some of your posts, as well as all your social media. So we'll, we'll include all that in the show notes. And, you know, it's been a great time talking to you. And I, I really miss being able to hang out with you. And hopefully sometime soon we'll be able to get, do that again. But until then, we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, Lee. Take care. What a wonderful conversation with Josh. Winchester sounds like such a fun side trip while visiting London or someplace to explore as you tour the English countryside. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Winchester. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEAD to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Tel Aviv, Israel to speak with my new friend Mark Gordon of the Jerusalem Post Travel Podcast. In this episode, Mark and I talk about visiting the Anu Museum of the Jewish People, seeing Andromeda's Rock from Greek mythology, and exploring the old city of Jaffa. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 